Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by documentary host and producer, Peabody and Emmy Award winner from the Cold Case Files on A&E. We welcome the legendary Bill Curtis. Thank you, Sean. Beyond the Mic. That's my phrase. Yes, it is. <laughs> Bill, let's go beyond the mic. Only 1% of cold cases are ever solved. Why was showing some of these cases important to the 99% of cases that still aren't solved to this very day? Well, it's become almost uh, second nature for now for detectives who have grown up with cold case files to, um, you know, go a little deeper, get the DNA, bring the evidence in, and then put it through the CODIS machine, which gives you the, you know, tens of thousands of matches for fingerprints and the DNA, the same thing. So we're, we're becoming better at using science to solve these crimes. But as you say, a hundred thousand are still out there that we can't solve. And, um, unfortunately think of all the TV shows. There are possibilities for (laughs) everyone has a favorite true crime podcast or show right now. It's the end thing. You've created investigative reports, American Greed, and Cold Case Files. Of the over 1,000 documentaries you've narrated, do you have a favorite? It's the very first one. Uh, The favorite is um, two detectives go into sort of an abandoned house, and they find a little three-year-old boy who is interested in their um, belt of gun and things. And they say, well, where's Holly? She said, he says, downstairs. So they go into the basement and they said, well, where does Holly sleep in points to the corner? And they said, what do you mean? That's where Holly's body was hanging. And, uh, the three-year-old, you know, just thinks that's normal and leads them back upstairs to a gang, uh, leader has all the evidence. And that's the most chilling uh, that I can remember. It's also the first, so you always remember your first. The legendary Bill Curtis joins us beyond the mic. Bill, you were set to be a lawyer. If you had stayed on that path, what kind of law would you have practiced? Personal injury, uh, you know, getting into a courtroom. and But it was in Kansas, uh, so I, that means I had to live in Wichita, Kansas. And when I went, when I, <laughs> when I went down for my interview, I said, Hmm, I wonder if there are any cold cases out there. <laughs> uh, well, we, we, we came up with a cold case phrase uh, down in Dallas. Uh, you know, the police chief sent us back to the uh, room of the short timers. And he said, well, they're working on the cold cases back there. And it, it just stuck. So <laughs> look at uh, all the babies who have come from that. It's time for one big question with Bill Curtis beyond the mic. Bill, with the attacks on what's true or fake news, what will the media have to do to regain the lost trust of the public? Just do our job, um, you know, and you have to just hunker down. I was around in 68 when the Democratic Convention, you know, uh, broke, uh, polarized uh, the nation. And we were going through the same uh, difficult time. But do your job. Uh, don't be, if you, you know, don't be wrong. Be as accurate as you can, as fast as you can, but don't sacrifice anything, and it'll come back. We're the only ones you can trust. How do you think the days of 68 and today are similar? I do because, uh, you know, it was explosive. We thought that there, uh, you know, time would end in 1968. 
Uh, I was there on the corner when the police rioted, according to uh, uh, Dan Walker's report, and uh, waded into the demonstrators. I was there for the trial. And it just, history does seem to be repeating itself. We distrust the media now, uh, largely uh, fueled by uh, uh, the Republicans. And we just have to do a good job and make sure that we're accurate. In your offices, Bill, you have incredible photos and artifacts from documentaries you've produced in the past. Is it for the memories or basically your own wall of fame so people don't forget where the company has been? <laughs> it's the wall of fame. You're exactly right. Well, you've been walking around my house, uh, you know, while I've been sleeping. I did go down to uh, a detective uh, who is Waco, Texas, and he had those uh, pictures. I mean, the rawest kind of uh, autopsy pictures hanging around his basement. And I thought, my God, how can you walk in here uh, every day? There they are. Well, he was teaching a class and being a detective. Uh, but uh, for me, uh, it's just memories of good times. So what's your most cherished possession? It's a good question, isn't it? I'll probably have to bail out on that. I think it is um, usually my job because uh, the possessions, uh, you know, I go in and worship my shrine room with all those pictures. Uh, some people do. And I keep looking for the next story. That's how much I love my, uh, my job. So if I thought about it a little bit, it's my, my possession is a love of, uh, of what I do. What's your next big project? I'm working on something that's actually not in television. Uh, although we all, we do produce American greed for CNBC and it's, um, global warming. And I'm working with the Chicago Botanic Garden and the Northwestern University students for a, a special wild wheat that grows naturally in the prairies so that you don't have to dig up the soil, turn over the soil, and release the carbon. We're not there yet, but uh, we have a good crop. Lubbock would uh, like it instead of all those feedlots that um, are out there between Lubbock and Clovis. I'm in there. I've seen them. You are always welcome back, Bill. From <laughs> Annie, he grew up near Laura Ingall Wilder's original farmhouse. Would have been a personal injury lawyer. We thank Bill Curtis for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for thinking about questions. That's very important. Congratulations. And that, my friends, is a Beyond the Mic shortcut. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.